everybody welcome to season two of pep talk i'm stacy and i'm donna and this episode we decided that we wanted to focus on abuse of power so if you follow us on facebook or instagram at pep talk podcast ja then you would know that our co-host donna recently resigned from her position because of abuse of power she said that there was abuse of power so since this event is so recent and she's still in our feelings kidding i decided that we should have her tell us about her experience as a young professional in the workplace in jamaica having to go through abuse of power so donna before we really get into the nitty-gritty right why did it feel the need for put the people in palm blast even though you did not call any names why you felt the need to put it out there that i resigned abuse of power disrespect blah 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 why well uh, well you know me and for people who know me people who know me know i don't really stand for foolishness um i wear my emotion on my sleeves and uh, yeah, I just don't stand for foolishness, so I felt the need to put this on blast. And for those of you, I'll get into the details, there are some parts of the details, because, you know, legal ramifications and all these things, which it might end up happening. Um, but uh, um, at that very point in mind, when, when, that, uh, when I felt like this was just getting out of hand, um, this wasn't a planned resignation, Mm-hmm. It probably would have happened eventually because mm-hmm. I started feeling a particular way. But there was this one instance man that I decided, no, 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 this gone too far. And if I allow this to continue, these people going to feel like it's okay. So why? And so I felt like media? I'm going to publicize this. I'm not going to keep quiet about this because too many of us um, find ourselves in this situation and keep quiet about it, and it just keep happening, happening, happening. Because these people, whether they believe it or not, you know, the box might not even stop with me. So even though I've publicized it, I'm pretty sure because of their narcissism and they feel like they're it, that they will continue, but not with me. So that was just for me to feel, I felt comfortable doing that. I felt like this is my way to show them that it's not okay. All right. And in the, in the process of writing that epistle that you did, I'm I kidding. write an epistle. I am kidding. <laughs> In the process of writing what you wrote on Instagram, and again, if you are interested in seeing what she wrote, there is a copy on our social media page, Facebook and Instagram at Pep Talk JA. So feel free to visit and follow so you can get some more tea on that. So when you were writing it, right, what exactly was going through your mind at the time when you were saying to yourself, I am going to publicize this and these are the words that I'm going to choose? Were you even thinking that, I'm going to choose my words carefully or were you basically like, I'm in my feelings and right now, I'm going to really care if anything I can post and delete? No. I rarely post, <laughs> post and delete. That's number that one. Part, no? I rarely post and delete. Um, I wrote it. I didn't write it in my feelings, whether you believe it or not. No. By the time I wrote it, that's not even funny. But by the time I wrote it, 
I was in acceptance mode. But you wrote it on the same day. I wrote it on the same day and I accepted whatever consequences. I, I, feelings? I wasn't in my feelings. That's and I'll tell you why later on. I'll tell you why I wasn't in my feelings. It will all come together. I wasn't in my feelings because if I was in my feelings, I promise you, I would write words that would be so not out of character but where because when wow. I'm mad I say things. Oh you're the angry black woman. The I cliche am. angry I black am. woman. But with reason. With reason. So I know that if I was in my feelings, I promise you that that would be it wouldn't come off. So as you're saying what you it. said was nice. Well, that was very nice. I, I believe it was very nice. I'm that very was very nice. I, I that was very so. professional. I thought it was very professional. Mm -hmm. Because I could have called names. I could, I have, could have called. Delved into I it. could have highlighted this place. Granted, everybody knows where I work, so I really don't have to highlight that. I could have uh, go into specific details as to the abuse of power. I could have done all of that and then that would have created what we call a shitstorm in Jamaica. That would be a shitstorm, I promise you. It would have If been. I were to really go into details. But um, I've grown. If this was maybe 10 years ago, then yeah, I probably find myself in like. some legal battle at this point. But I realize that everything takes, there's a process. Mm -hmm. And everything, whether you believe it or not, there's a way to get things done without necessarily putting it on social media or doing and doing putting it on social media where it causes this shitstorm that I'm referring to there's a way so like this now this will be dealt with with the relevant in the relevant authorities in terms of this abuse of power at this government agency the relevant places will be I will not be notified and then due process will follow that's all we can ask all right but all right fun and joke aside and the instagram and the facebook post aside when is the abuse of power what do you mean <laughs> do you want a definition of abuse no of you, power? you experience it and i'm going to tell you i have experienced it too so i know what it is but what is abuse of power to you well, in my case, abuse of power is any time you use your position to get things done that is not necessarily within your job description, that is not things that are unethical, things that are, that are just so. Immoral, maybe? Immoral in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Things that uh, are disrespectful, you use it, you use your power Amen. to get people in line mm -hmm. by doing some, me by means of unethicalness, if that is even a word. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know. But it it doesn't matter, pep talk, pep talk. Yes, <laughs> so they use, they get you to do things by good doing not unconventional because unconventional isn't always bad so it's when you use a power to disadvantage another when you knowingly use your power See? to disadvantage another person primarily somebody who is um under you you see that's why you're the liar right? yes i couldn't say it any better right myself. and that's how i see it i've experienced it but may i save my story for our next day this this episode is about you really yeah my story special. not that juicy because my story never results in a resignation your story however very fresh very relevant <laughs> very juicy all over social media so 
if without going into details if you could just you know educate the listeners of pep talk as to what transpired that led up to your resignation the abuse of power that transpired that led up to your resignation and then after that answer the question if you have any regrets go um um i started this job i came back for this job as a matter of fact I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted to work at this organization and if you follow my story my journey you know that this would be the best organization to get my point across to get my old personal special aid in Jamaica where I need it and all of that because in my head this was the premier place to be mm-hmm. in my head and you know I went overseas got this wealth and knowledge all these promotions and I felt like yeah like if foreign can promote me in these in a, you know in this industry then I'm well learned because we know Jamaicans love when people go a foreign because it's unfortunate you have to go a foreign and come back you know somebody apply for that job they're all long and never hear a word from them and I firing the people them I am from before me evil this months before I even we'll came back, back. Yeah. <laughs> so just to give a little context but I noticed pretty soon uh, um, after taking the job that uh, people were being given you know dealt with unfairly it didn't start with me was it primarily young professionals yes though? young professional and let me just take the time out to say the people that I work with are the are very professional these are young people and when I say young people then none of them not reach 40 yet and educated to the graduate level mm-hmm. and women we're all women mm-hmm. and we are we all make up what we call the clinical team and we have a wealth of knowledge psychology special educators social workers therapists you name it mm-hmm. you know so we had a but for some reason the powers that be and this is this is primarily the senior management team and I don't want to say the team let me not say that the team comprises of four people but it's two out of the four just just have them sights set on for whatever reason to make the lives of young people are living hell mm-hmm. and I saw this and I was you know even if just to talk in the hall is a problem if you talk with your colleague yeah you, you feel like you get you got the feeling that oh we can't do this just for even exchange a word of you know politeness being polite or anything like that you just felt like you just felt it you felt like oh you're doing something wrong and it was shown upon so I picked up this very early but nobody but I was fine I was fine nobody was picking on me I wasn't the target then but then fast forward to January thereabout it's almost like everything you did even if you followed protocol you didn't do it correctly even remember you know these people are not experts you know but for some reason they want people think they're my expert the if you if I'm to use an acronym they wouldn't know what it meant that's old. If you're in the field and I'm supposed to use an acronym from the field, these people wouldn't know what it meant if it slapped them in the face. This is how ignorant they are to what the job even entail. But they wanted they want to tell you that what your job entail. Now you are the expert in about they want to tell you. Regardless, they might they might have been in the position for years overseeing, but they haven't learned a damn thing. Alright. Fast forward now, um, January I noticed everything I did, 
the HR manager would call me up. Call me up. I don't know how HR even gets sure into get into clinical department issues. Because you're HR, you deal with people and as far as I know, you deal with HR issues. You don't call you me because I'm staff. staff. Your staff. You deal with staff. Mm -hmm. Staff, not my day-to-day -day work. You deal with my pension if I have a question about it. Mm -hmm. You deal with my late coming to work if I ever should be late. You deal with my absences. You don't deal with my reports that I'm supposed to submit because I have a supervisor who I would submit those to. Within your but department. Within my department. But these little things, she would come, she would ask for things that my supervisor would have already received. She would ask questions about. But then that again is another issue between she and my supervisor so i won't even go there because that speaks to the level of unprofessionalism that we're dealing with anyway so she does little things and you know so at one point i would say i don't answer to you without due respect you might be a part of the management team but i really don't answer to you my supervisor is already made of so and so mm -hmm. so whenever you go to your management meeting it will become common knowledge once my supervisor is ready and willing to share that's fair that's how it's done at my that's place. how it's supposed that to is, be done that is how it's done but at my place. In this place is as if oh me not like you so me pick pan you so make me ask you for this or ask you for that and then she would do that so after a while I was like you know what done a fair peaceful life just give this woman what she wants and then give your supervisor a heads up call it a day and that is what I would have done all right yeah so do, uh, after a while i started getting things from my supervisor to say oh me never do this right me never do that my, you know my supervisor would um, address um it accordingly and say you know what just put everything in writing because my supervisor didn't have a problem oh you get that anything. from the hr saying it this is this hr right. or the other or second or oh. the first the first oh. and hr would be second because the two of them run the place this is a government agency, might I add. So the two of them run the place, a government place. Yes. Anyway, this are, these are the brightness we are going in a government place. This is not a personal business, you know. Government place and you are running like a yard. Anyway, we know how so these things go. Party so, shop. big party shop. So, ultimately... I would, you know, she would start asking stuff that, as I, as, as I said, don't concern her. This is not your department. I am not a part of your staff. Mm -hmm. I am not a part. We, we have departments for a reason. Mm -hmm. She would call and ask so, so and so. Things that I just, you know, like I said, for a peaceful life, I would just oblige. Occasionally. When my mother don't take me, I would oblige, would oblige and give my supervisor a heads up. Anyway, fast forward now. Now, if for those who have you know, workshop is a part of my job description. I, I do it all the time. There was this case in point now where some teachers were supposed to be trained, and I was given, I was given um, an email sent from one of the management, one somebody from management to say you're a part of the team who I want to deliver this, so and so. All right. Yeah, prepare for it. Uh, sometimes I'm not all the way up for presentation just because you have other things to do. Now, the fact that I'm doing a presentation doesn't take away from me doing my job. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take away from because if it means I'm going to stay up the whole night, it get done. Mm -hmm. Nothing is compromised. Mm -hmm. All right. I went, uh, we had the presentation last week, Friday. Adequately prepared. I think I probably... Um, gave 10 hours to this presentation in terms of oh, what I would that? effort that I would put in mm -hmm. and 
had the presentation, my dress all cute and nice and ready for my presentation right. and all of that. <laughs> and um, we were on the stage, this was like minutes before the presentation. I was introduced as one of the pres presenters and all of that. And maybe I saw where both of them came in the room. Now, if you, this never ever happened, they don't come to anything that we do, yet still they comment on everything that we do. I don't know, I don't see how the connection. In order for you to know what I'm capable of, you have to be a part of it. And you have never been a part of it. Anyway, they came in, I found it odd. They came in and then they came out. Kind of just quickly came in, came out. All right. All right, I found that odd, but we never really make it bother me. Five minutes later, my supervisor came to me and she was like, um, she, 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 she beckoned to me at the door and told me to come out to talk to her. I went out to talk to her. I didn't find it odd because that's the nature of our jobs. Sometimes the phone rings, sometimes somebody comes to you, sometimes something has to be dealt with immediately. So I, it wasn't odd. She called me out. I went out to her. She said, you can't do this presentation. I said, what do you mean I can't do this presentation? I don't understand why I can't do this presentation. She said, is a long story so i said am i in trouble did i do something wrong she said no you did it because that's the culture you know whenever anything like this i'm your wonder if i you do something wrong anyway she said no it's not you it's them they're on the war path so i said what what, what do you mean what like man i understand man i understand she said um i'll explain it to you later but they don't want you to present they want you off the stage now so i said okay all right cool um at this point, I was so confused. For a good 10 minutes, I was so confused. And then raid set in. I was angry. I went to my office, decided like, okay, these people don't get to do this. These people, I don't know what the reason is, but you don't get to do this. You don't get to embarrass me like this. You don't get to pull me off a stage where I'm adequately prepared without reason. And uh, you know what, freak the reason too. Freak the reason, cause I'm on stage. So whatever reason should wait until afterwards. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I went to my office and I said, I call my sister, this one, and I said, What are my? <laughs> so to her, what are my options? This is what happened. What can I do? Cause I'm starting to think like a legal person or like legally, what am I supposed to do? And she da ball people. She da ball. I was crying and I was upset. She, she never had a cry at first, but when I tell, when I say, tell me what happened, and like and she when she she start getting her feelings and she just start bawling like, Yes, I did cry. That is I, true. I did cry and then and the she did hurt. I was because you don't get to do that to somebody. I was so, and then after I hung up with her and she said whatever, whatever, and she said. You sure you want to resign, whatever? I'm going to say, hell yeah. You never not even know where my next meal I come from. Yes, because these people, you don't get yes. to this to people. Anyway, I, I, she said, you sure you don't want to think about it? I said, no. My supervisor came back in and she said, Donna, wait until Monday to resign. Don't I because, said that too. Because you're going to be a target. You're going to be a target on their back. This is how these people make you feel, you know. You see, my supervisor said, I'm going to be a target. You think I want a horror movie or something where they might come for you. She's like, you're going, to, you're going to be a target and you're going to make a life a living hell. I said, and, and this was when I was like, bring it on. I am so ready for this. Let's, let's find So it. ready for this. Same time, the secretary for one of them came downstairs to say, oh, they're going to want to meet with me. And I said, even better. I went and I did the resignation because I wanted to hand it to them in person, which I did. 
did. When I did, I went to the bathroom, came back. Somebody said, they're in your room, they're in your room, they're in the office. This is this is a this is what is happening, you know. Work there, you know. This is what is happening. It's like it mash up the whole day. Now my colleagues are upstairs having to lie about what happened, me having some emergency. Um, that's why I couldn't present. So again, it falls on me. You know, see, it falls on me. Me can do whatever. Anyway, long story short. They, they came in, I sat in the meeting with them, and I did. By this time, I cleared my face, my face was glowing, and I came in and I gave them and I told them. And they put something in front of me to tell me where they're trying to paint context as to why this wasn't, and it's not me, or this it was wasn't something, personal. it wasn't personal. And I said, I said, it wasn't personal. Hell yeah, it was personal. And this was me talking to them because at this point, I had no respect. How can I respect? older people i'm talking people past 40 50s like you could be my grandmother my mother the level of pettiness so for you to do to, to yes exercise that level of pettiness and then i'm supposed to have respect for you and i went in and i told them everything that i thought was wrong with that place and i and i had no i, I felt so much better so that's why i went so when stacy asking me if i wrote that in anger by that time no, the anger had subsided because, subsided because I was yeah. able to let it out and let them know that I wasn't one. I wasn't one to play with. I wasn't one to play with. And I told them that if this never come today, it would have come at the end of July because I've, I had already made up my mind that this is not the place for me. You can't take so much on no more. This is not the place. And I said to them, my only regret is leaving my colleagues because my colleagues don't deserve this. These are the consumer, cons, what the word? Consumerate, um, professionals. Yeah, yeah, trust me, these are professionals, young girls, young ladies who are so professional and good at their work that without them, there is not how this place wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist. Do I regret it? So no, you see what I tell you, you see for the rest of the evening afternoon after me submit that I was walking on I was just so calm and I was like yes, I felt like a huge load was lifted off me. Yeah. I felt good, I felt empowered and then people came to me and said, Miss Steele, well I wish me to have the confidence there for the way you do. I wish I was somebody needed to tell them a long time because this thing for years it had gone. For years and I, I haven't been there a year yet but it was just so bothersome to me so bothersome and I've never had anybody complain about my work ethic or anything like this so, so this was new to me then they tried to spin it oh because you're doing this it takes away from this I'm like bull bull crap bull crap, crap. you know what I mean like it, it's not okay I gave them 30 days notice and people ask me why why I gave them 30 days why why would you give them 30 days you know why they don't deserve it you should I just walk off the job no you see at the end of the day when I leave there you cannot say I was unprofessional you cannot say that I wasn't a professional <laughs> my contract would have said 30 days notice right and at the end of the day as I told them anything I do I'm not doing it for the praise from them because people who don't even know the work why would I do anything to prefer you to praise me you don't know the work right you are not an expert even though everybody today. else is not an expert I said my clients are the students and their parents and the teachers who I provide training to not you so whatever even though you're my boss whatever you say 
and I am supposed to, you know, go off away you say. Like that is that is that is how much what whatever you think about me doesn't matter. Can I say something? No, you sound like any of your feelings. You never, you never sound like any of your feelings when you write this something because it was very professionally done, I will mm -hmm. say. But no, like reenacting and remembering the feeling yes, of embarrassment yes, and how small they made you feel. Because in my head now, I'm like, how oh, these people who, if you ask them X, Y, Z about the service, them have a call downstairs for ask somebody else about it. Like, you have been in this at the helm over 10, 20 years. You should have known something. So, like, don't try to then discredit delegate. me. Don't try to discredit. But even in delegating, people who want to know are people who are professional, they can tell you certain things. True. These people cannot Agreed. tell you anything. I agree, I agree. But the, the whole aim is to discredit. And just like a picture. Is to, like to discredit and embarrass and just to kind of put people in line. I was used as an example to show the rest of them, don't you dare. That was really what that was about because if it wasn't personal, you would have waited until afterwards after presenting mm -hmm. because these teachers left without valuable information. And they might have said in their mind, she can't produce no valuable information. But guess what? You, you hired me before I came here. One. Two. You had me presented at your conference. Three. You had me presented at several other things. So for you to say I'm incompetent you're because mediocre. maybe that is what you're trying to prove. I don't need that from these two persons. Can I ask you this? In light of everything that has transpired, do you think there will be a change at that agency? Sad to say, you see, all of this is driven by narcissism and narcissistic people once they're at the elm. Never change. will never change everything is going to be somebody else mm -hmm. it's always uh, you never them always you never them and even today I can there's a, there's a even follow up to this it's today the blame is still me even though I was oblivious to the reason why I wasn't up there everybody else was and I wasn't and this and they claim it has nothing to do with me personal it's not personal, it's not personal but yet still making it yet personal. still you embarrassed me so I if wanted you to get away and, and if if you truly had these teachers interest at heart the presentation the presentation would have gone and whatever the grouses are would have come after would have, exactly so you see you see people can I be a grandmother and petty like this <laughs> you just kind of pray that you were raised differently and that level of narcissism like me not gonna take it not taking it so do I regret it hell no, no. hell no hell no all right so because of the length of this episode <laughs> but clearly i'm gonna have to have a part two and if you hear my phone not background earlier that's because it was my phone and i highly doubt that i will be editing it out so um my apologies so we're going to have a part two with donna and this whole abuser power thing we're going to talk about what is her next step and of course since this is pep talk tips for the young professional we're going to talk about some tips and how to deal with abuse of power and how to identify abuse of power in your workplace final thoughts i'm sure there will be part two part three part four because you see these people they are relentless so when them hear this just listen out for what reach me but i will fight to the to the death to the death like game nobody walk over me and if you know me you know that I don't put my mouth on for, for what I believe. That is true. She so. is her mother's child. <laughs> that is very much true and very much 
accurate. So look out for part two um, of this topic, Abuse of Power with Donna. She will be continuing her story. I might give you an insight into my story. It's not as dramatic or <laughs> it didn't result in any resignation and it is ongoing. <laughs> she's not her mother's child. People. It's not that I'm not my mother's <laughs> child. It's not that. But um, I will get into that in the next episode of Pep Talk. So, um, yeah, until next time. Wait, before we sign off, let me give you some context to this recording. We are actually in a parking lot. <laughs> in a car. She's painting her nails because we're supposed to actually be at an event. And we are going to be late. And we decide, say, we will just make use of the time and do an episode of Pep Talk since we're in the same car and we're at the same place. Since we don't live together, right? Even though you see us together in many, many pictures and outings, we don't live together. So we have to schedule this time. And this was convenient because I felt that her story was important and it had to be told. So um, until next time, please follow us at Pep Talk Pod Podcast. JA on Instagram, on Facebook as well. Or if you have any questions, feel free to DM us. Or you can email us at peptalkpodcastja at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in.